Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. And happy birthday, Jesus, right? <laughs> Amen. Well, we're excited to just be here with you in Cleveland. And um, Christmas is funny. You know, it never goes the way you planned. And it never goes the way you expected. And so I'm standing here with communion just dripped all over my dress. And, you know, it's like, but, but I have these grandkids. So how can you be frustrated, right? Right? So we just want to bless you tonight. Thank you for making the trip in the cold and being here with us because it's better when we're celebrating Christmas together, isn't it? So we're just grateful. You can have a seat. Thank you, worship team, for the wonderful worship, the holiday songs. Um, getting ready for our message tomorrow, we are going to read a story to the kids tomorrow at church in Avon Lake Campus. And this beautiful book that I found um, talks about the wise men. And it's interesting with the wise men, you know, it's all about the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when I was studying it, because we're going to have just a short talk tomorrow there, I've noticed something really special about those three gifts. And I wanted to share that with you really quick because it really goes along with our offering time. Um, gold was very significant. They gave Jesus gold because it's a gift of royalty. But not only that, it's long-lasting and it's precious, right? Everybody has a piece of gold jewelry you've had for a long time. You keep it in a safe place because it's special. But there's something else about gold, and the other thing about gold is that it represents love, right? If you're married and you come into covenant with your husband or your wife, you have a gold ring on your finger, and that gold represents covenant. And so when the wise men gave Jesus, it was a representation of the covenant that we would one day decide to enter into and give him our heart and receive his everlasting love in return. Amen? Frankincense was an incense. Some of you oil users, you use that in your essential oils, but frankincense was a special and very expensive oil. And this oil was given to Jesus as a representation of the oil given to the Lord. It was burned as a fragrance offering to the Lord at the temple. And so it was a representation of that. What do you know about the breath or the air in the Bible? It's the same word in the Hebrew as spirit. So when we look at the oil, it represents the spirit of truth. And when we receive the gift, when Jesus, they gave Jesus that gift, it was like they were giving him that representation of the spirit of truth. And when we come into covenant with Jesus, we are saying we are going to dedicate our lives to live in the spirit of truth. Doesn't matter what the world is believing. It doesn't matter the direction they're going. We're going to the true path, right? The last gift was myrrh. Now, myrrh is a resin. I had to get this word right because I didn't say it right the first time. But a resin is what a tree or a plant secretes in order to protect themselves, whether it be from a bacteria or insects. You'll see that sometimes on trees, you, and you think it's like maple syrup, but it's not. There's a, it's a resin, right? Well, myrrh is a very expensive resin that they used in anointing oils. 
And so the anointing oil, when they gave that to Jesus, it was representation of the anointing oil that was poured over the priests, right? It was poured over Aaron and his descendants. And that anointing oil was significant because it said that Jesus would serve, right? He would serve the house of the Lord. He would serve the presence of the Lord, but he would serve us. How? By dying on the cross for us. So it was, it was a preparation for him. But then we as well take that life of service and we take that life and we enter into covenant to not only serve our king of kings, but serve one another. We pick up our cross, right? We go, we go into this world knowing that we would give everything for just one soul to come to him for eternity. Amen? So when we think about those three gifts tonight, I'm going to challenge you to just give him back one gift. And what is that one gift? That one gift is your heart of everlasting love. It's your dedication of truth. And it is your willingness to serve the King of Kings. And all three of those gifts is wrapped up into your heart. And today, Jesus came to give him our every, his everything to us. And we give him our one thing, and it's our heart. Amen? So if you're giving today, it's a good time to do it. Right on that word. And we are saying, Father, we give you our best tonight because you gave us your best by sending your son Jesus. If you're giving, you can give with push pay, and you can also give with the envelope. But let's pray for our offering. You ready? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be with our family our church family, our loved ones. I pray, God, that you would just bless this offering and let it be a testimony of us giving our whole heart to you. God, because we love you, we stand in truth because you are the truth, and we say that we will serve you for all of our days. We thank you for what you're doing in here tonight. We thank you for the word that's gonna come forth. And most of all, we thank you for the peace of God resting on your children tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, everybody, Santa's in the house. Okay, y'all are whack. No presents for you. I brought some Christmas presents with me tonight. No, I'm really excited about spending Christmas and Christmas Eve with everybody. We get like, we get to, we're going to get to know each other over the next two days, huh? This is awesome. Listen, tomorrow morning when we have a church here, the entry fee is a present. So if you don't bring me a present, you're not getting into church, okay? So that's how you get in to church. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but man, I'm really excited about tonight. You know, this, this service as a kid was always my favorite service. And Dion and Jeremiah, you guys know, because when we were growing up in our family, we would all go to our Lorraine campus and we'd have church. And normally it was later. I felt like it was at midnight, but it was probably closer to six or seven. But I remember as a kid just waiting for this service to be done. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what Papa would preach about. I don't remember anything that was going on. I was counting down the seconds until it was over. So all of the kids out there, don't worry. I get you. I feel you. I'm with you. I'm excited to get home and rip open some presents as well. But I want to talk to us just briefly this evening about, um, about this, this idea. Because here's the truth. I've heard this often, is that Christmas is not about the presents. Has anybody heard that? 
Christmas is not about the presents. Well, I'm here to tell you something different. It's all about the gifts. Come on, can you say that with me? It's all about the gifts. Christmas is all about the gifts. And all my kids say, amen. All right, there we go. I love it. It's all about the gifts. You know, probably the most famous, the most popular scripture verse in the Bible is about giving a gift. It's found in John chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave, everyone say gave. gave. He gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Christmas is all about the gifts, but it's not about the Xbox or the PlayStation or the new tools or the car or this or that. It's not about the gifts we give each other. It's about receiving the gift of Jesus See, the gift that we celebrate is not a thing. The gift is a person, a person that was sent to us by God the Father. God gave us the ultimate gift. Come on, does anybody believe that tonight? Amen, amen. So here's the idea. God is the ultimate gift giver. You know, my cousin Jeremiah, he's a great gift giver, and I had him, I have him for Christmas this year, and I tried really hard because he always gives me really good gifts. He's a he's better gift giver than I am, but I think this year I'm going to beat you. I think I got you this year. We'll see in a couple hours, right? We'll see. But, but man, even God gives better gifts than Jeremiah, right? Amen. So here, I got a couple presents. I need some kids to help me open up these presents. Who wants to help open some presents? Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. All right, you coming up here opening some presents? Oh my goodness, it's, what's his name? Elliot, I forget which one's which. Elliot, you ready to open up some Christmas presents? Yeah. All right, everybody, give it up for Elliot. All right, Elliot, here's the deal. You get to open this. JJ, you coming too? All right, you and JJ, open up. Let's see what you get. You got to tear it open. Come on, don't be nice. You got to practice for tomorrow morning. You got to get your fingers loose. Yeah, there you go. Give it a good rip. Nice. All right, flip it over. You got to flip it over. There you go. Nice. Rip open that, that Amazon box that I stole from my house. There we go. There we go. Pull it out. What is it? What'd you get? Oh, nice. You got my dirty jacket from my closet. How awesome. Isn't that awesome? Does it fit you? Let's see if it fits you. Come on. Who wants to wear it? You want to try it on, JJ? Let's see if it, see if it fits you. All right. Oh, look at nice and warm. That's amazing. You like the Christmas gift? Should I take it back? He's like, you're so, you're so nice. All right, everybody, give it up for JJ and Elliot. Big hand. Good job, guys. All right, you guys can head back. We're going we're gonna, to, I got to talk about this and make this make sense. But, but here, I didn't have a robe of righteousness, okay? I, didn't, I don't have one of those. But the first gift is righteousness. Everyone say righteousness. Righteousness. It's really hot up here already, but I'm going to put my, my coat on, my robe of righteousness. And this is what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. It says this, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. This is Isaiah prophesying what Jesus would come and do, that he would come, he would die on the cross, and he would clothe us with righteousness, with salvation. And this is the beautiful thing about what Jesus did, is that you and I, as, as we try so hard to contribute and put in our effort, we have nothing to do with this robe. 
All of your good works, all of your good deeds, they can't do anything to contribute to this road. You know, yesterday, I was, uh, I was in, we were at home, and uh, my, my son, Judah, he loves eggs. Where's Judah at? Judah, you love eggs, right, dude? Remember when we made eggs yesterday? That was so fun. And so my, my son wanted to make eggs, and so I tried to teach him how to make eggs, and I had him, you know, I was trying to tell him how to crack the egg, right? And I said, all right, Judah, we're going to crack the egg. Remember when you cracked the egg? And what happened? It went everywhere, didn't it? <laughs> and so I thought he was just, you know, just lightly crack it and then we'll break it over the bowl. That's not what happened. He just smashed the egg, right? He just made a big mess in the entire kitchen and just like straight up smashed it. Egg went everywhere. It was disgusting. You know what I did as a, as a parent? I didn't throw it in the trash. I didn't just clean it up. I scooped the egg up in my hand and put it in the pan and we ate, we ate it. We ate the nasty, dirty gross egg. But, but I started thinking about that analogy in that story because that's oftentimes what you and I think Jesus does with us. We think that we make mistakes, we make a mess, we smash things, we break things, and our life is in ruins, and, and Jesus has to come and like clean up after us, right? He has to come and say, oh my goodness, man, Pastor Kyle, you messed up again, you made a mistake again, I gotta come and clean up that mess. But, but this is the reality of the robe of righteousness. Jesus is not like me trying to clean up my mess from my son Judah. He's not running around our lives trying to fix us in certain ways so that we don't make messes in our life. That's not how Jesus loves us. That's not what he did for us on the cross. It's different. He didn't just clean up our mess. He clothed us with his righteousness, which means this, that you and I don't have to strive not to make a mess or not to make a mistake. What we need to do is love and embrace this, this idea that Jesus did all the work. He did everything. So even when we do make a mess, we don't have to beat ourselves up. We don't have to, we don't have to hit ourselves over the head or say, oh my goodness, I got to clean this up. No, we don't have to worry about that stuff. We love Jesus, not because, not, not so that we can, we can live right, but we love him because he's loved us so well. And this is what I want us to understand tonight as we celebrate Christmas and receive this gift of righteousness, that you cannot, you cannot try to live holy in an attempt to not make messes. That's not your goal. Your goal is to live holy because you're in love. And there's a difference. There's a difference. I don't, I don't live holy because I'm afraid of making a mess. No, I make messes every day. I try to live holy because I love Jesus with all of my heart. And I know this, that even when I do make a mess, even when my life does look crazy, he's going to clean it up. He's going he's gonna to fix it. He's going to cover me. He's going to be there for me. But I don't have to worry because he, his righteousness is on me regardless regardless of what happens. And so that's the first gift that I want you and I to receive this, this evening is the robe of righteousness. And I need this jacket, so I can't give this away. This is, this is a really warm one. All right, we ready for gift number two? Who wants to help me out with the second gift? Any kids out there want to help me out? CJ, you are a grown man in college, bro. You, you want to help? Okay, come on, CJ, come on. Everybody give it up for CJ. All right, CJ, this is the second gift. You got to be careful. This is fragile. So maybe it is better that you're up here. Nice, nice and easy, okay? I got tape everywhere. Oh, my goodness. You get to take this home with you, too. Whoa. Yeah, you do. I don't know if my wife will like that, but I took it from our living room. You got to hang it up. You got you to hang it up over your bed. Go ahead, show, show everybody. There you go. Put it on your desk. 
Yeah, this is some, some models. So this is, obviously, this is obviously me and my family, not, not Jackson. Jackson wasn't in the picture yet. But, but the second gift that Jesus gives us is family. Everyone say family. This is what I love. Stay up here with me for a second. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, this is what the Bible says. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You know, in the Psalms, what it says also, and I don't remember where it's at, but what David says is, God puts the solitary into families. And this is what you and I receive as a gift from Jesus tonight, is that you are, regardless of where you've come from, regardless of your past, regardless of your future, if you are in Jesus, what that means is you are a part of his family. You are a part of the family of God, which as everybody look around this room for, for a second, look around, look at all these beautiful people. That means that when we take our family photo in heaven, we're all going to be in it. We are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Come on, give it up for CJ. Actually, you can't have this, okay? I'm sorry. My wife's going to be really mad. Yeah, she said no. So I, I paid too much money for this frame. I can't let you have that. Sorry. You know, probably 15, is it, has it been 15, 16, 17 years? How long have you guys been married? 16? 15? So, so 15 years ago, my mom and, and my dad now, but my, my stepdad, Adrian, he, they got married. And this was such an interesting, if, you, if there's any, if you have any experience with blended families or anything like that, you know, I, I love the concept of adoption and me and my wife are going to, we're going to get into that here in the, in the future. But, but one thing that was interesting when my mom and Adrian got together was that I and my brother were not his biological sons. And so what was really cool about watching their relationship grow was that not only did Adrian have to pick my mom, he had to choose me and choose my brother. He didn't have a choice. We just came with the deal, right? <laughs> so it was one of those things where he not only was responsible for falling in love with a woman, but now he, he had to choose, do I want to not only fall in love with this woman, but I'm also going to fall in love with her kids and her family. And, these, and this, is a, this is a big deal. If you have any experience with blended families, this, it, wasn't, it, it was not a light decision that he made. But over the last 15 years, what I've realized, even over this last few years, is that Adrian not only just chose to be in a relationship with my mom, but he's chose to love me and my brother so well. He's chosen to love us so well. And this is one of the things that I've, I've been most impressed by him, even over the last few years, is that, like, you are, I got your letter in the mail a couple weeks ago. Like, he wrote me a letter just telling me how proud he was of me and how much he loved me. And, you know, for me, it's been very difficult the last two years because me and my brother lost our biological father. But what I've realized over the last two or three years is that I've had an incredible father for the last 15 years that I didn't always realize was there, but now I'm looking at it and saying, listen, I, 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 I wasn't just born into a family. Like, this guy chose me. He picked me. And this is a reality that I want us to understand that, like, you know, we have kids and we have family and you don't get to pick your kids and you don't get, you know, you don't get to take them back. You, you have who you have, you know, like you get your kids. But man, God chose you. He picked you. Like he hand-selected you to put you into his 
family. That's a different kind of love. Adoption is a different kind of love. When you have the pick of everything and you say, you know what? No, I want that one. I'm choosing that individual. That's what God has done for you and for me. He's scanned all over and his eyes have rested on you and said, you know what? I want you. I'm picking you. I'm putting you in my family. And this is the beautiful thing, that no matter where you've come from, if you're here tonight by yourself because you don't really have biological family or maybe you come from a great family, whatever the case is, the truth is is that now you and I have a family that transcends culture. It transcends ethnicity. It transcends language or, or even location. The Bible says that every tribe, every tongue will glorify Jesus and one day we'll be in heaven with our family. And you're here tonight, I want to tell you, I want to let you know that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You are in the family of God. And this is the gift that Jesus gave us when he came on this earth. He gave us the gift so that you and I don't have to be where we've come from or who we've come from, but we get to have a part in the family of God. That's pretty amazing, right? That's pretty cool. You ready for the second gift? Or the third gift, third gift. You ready for the third one? This is the best one, guys. This is the best. Who's going to help me? Come on. Who's going to help me? Yeah? Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Come help me. Oh, he's like sinking in his seat. Anybody else want to help me? Tommy, come help me. Dude, you want to open this present? Let's go. Here. You ready? Come up here. Tommy, let's go. Give it up for Tommy, everybody. All right. You ready, Tommy? Let's open it up. You got to practice. You're going to open up a lot of presents tonight. You got to tear it. Just rip it open. He's being very gentle right now. If y'all know Tommy, he's like a wrecking ball. He doesn't, he's not this gentle all the time. I love it. There you go. Yeah, just get in there, dude. Here, ready? There you go. Put your hand right there. Rip it. Nice. Nice. There you go. There you go. All right, let's open it up. What'd you get, Tommy? What'd you get? Oh my goodness, what is it? It's a stick figure. Is this cool? Uh, yeah, it is cool. What do you think about it? Is he a cool, cool dude? Would you find yourself playing with this at home? Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> look, look what he got. Whoa, that's pretty cool, huh? All right, everybody. <laughs> Not that cool. Everybody give it up for Tommy and Mila. You guys are awesome. Here's the third gift. So this is kind of sad, but I don't have any trophies in my house because I didn't earn them. So I know it's sad. Don't make fun of me. But here's the thing. He can be in a victory stance. So pretend like this is a trophy and this guy is in the victory stance because the third gift that Christ gave us was victory. Everybody say victory. This is his victory pose. Woo, victory, right? Victory. Now it says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now this is important for us to understand because the first two gifts Christ gave us in his death. But he didn't give us the gift of victory in his death. He gave us the gift of victory in his resurrection. The fact that he didn't stay dead, the fact that he went into the grave, spent a couple days there, but he rose again. Do you know what that means for us? That means that now we have a big brother. We have a high priest that has dominion and power over death itself, which means this, that even when we're in these mortal bodies, even here on earth, 
we can have victory now. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven one day, but you and I can walk in the victory that Christ gave us, not just in his death, but in his resurrection. That means this. That means that by his stripes, you're healed now. That means that he is your provider now. That means this, that that it doesn't matter what weapon that's formed against you, it won't prosper because he is your defender now. You know, a couple weeks ago, I, I, no, it was actually a couple days ago, Riley handed me her, her little tablet that she plays with. Does any, any kids, you guys play with tablets out there? You got your games and stuff like that? Yeah, yep. You guys got some cool games. Well, my daughter came up to me and she needed help with this one game because she was struggling. And I love playing little kid games because I can win. I can beat them. You know, it's, they're easy. And so she gave me her tablet, and she said, Dad, I need help. And I said, no problem, I got you. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to beat your tablet games. And I got caught up because I was playing it so much, I forgot, like, she was there watching. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, this is yours, right? But I'm playing it, and it was really cool. I had a proud father moment because I was able to beat the game, and then I handed Riley her victory. I handed her the game completed the game one and she got so excited because I didn't just get one star I didn't just get two stars but I beat the game and I got all three stars come on somebody all three of them there wasn't a star left out there I I got all the stars and this is the truth of what Jesus has done for us right that's kind of a silly example but the reality is this when when we hand Jesus our life he gives us victory. The Bible says this in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. But Jesus has come so that you may have life and life more abundantly. And this is the victory that he gives us. When, when we try to do it in our own strength, and our own efforts, it doesn't really work out all the time. But when we take a step back and say, Jesus, I need you. I'm dependent on you. I need you to intervene in my life. He hands us back victory. Amen? Amen. Church, do me a favor. Stand to your feet as we close this, this evening. I want you to grab your, uh, grab your candles, and we're going to sing a song real quick. But before we do that, before we do that, I, I want to I end with this, 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 this message really quick. It's all about the gifts. It's all about the gifts. And as we go into this holiday season, and even as we go beyond it, what I want us to learn and understand about our relationship with Jesus is that our goal, our relationship, is meant to be a reflection of what he's given us. It's meant to be a reflection of the goodness that he's poured out in our life, the love, the joy, the peace that he's bestowed upon us. Everything that we are is in response to that. We say, thank you, Jesus, and we live our life in gratitude. Amen? Oh, yeah, you guys weren't supposed to light those yet. Aw, y'all are in trouble. I'm just kidding. But come on up, guys. I'm going to invite my family to come up. Pastor Kyle, Pastor Amanda, Pastor Clarence, if you can come up as well. You know, if if you're new here, this is how we like to end our our Christmas services. We like to sing a little song and and celebrate with fire. So just be very careful, (laughs) please, with all of the flames. Family's gonna come up now. Oh, I made a mess up here. Sorry, guys. There you go. Careful, watch the burn Judah. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You guys wanna come up here? 
around Kendall come up Lights down and this tradition not too long ago it's kind of like a tag along to this song but we're gonna sing we wish you a Merry Christmas we've got some snowballs we're gonna have a little snowball fight before we leave and we're just gonna party for a second okay all right here we go we wish you a Christmas 
I can't sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. Right, 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 let's start over. Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas and a happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.